Mario Canseco joining us from Research Co. Mario, good morning. Good morning. Great to be here with you, Sterling. Well, it's great to have you with us. So answer the poll question, sir. Are you traveling or is this a staycation summer, Mr. Canseco? Well, we were hoping to go to Mexico and visit family. I am originally from there, and so is my wife. Uh, But we are uh, one of the thousands of Canadians who don't have a passport that has been renewed. So it will be a staycation. A staycation, like it or not, kind of summer, huh? Exactly. So you've been uh, polling Canadians on the matter of pipelines for a few years now. And the latest survey that you released just a couple of days ago, specifically the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion, uh, which has been quite strongly opposed, particularly here in Western Canada, you're seeing some changes in that dynamic. Let's talk a little bit about the numbers, first of all, Mario, and then the reason behind some of the changes. Well, we significantly... Uh, we have a significantly larger number of British Columbians who are in favor of the decision to reapprove the uh, TMX pipeline. Uh, 51% of BC residents believe that the federal government made the right decision. This is up six points from when we asked in October. In Alberta, the numbers continue to be strong at 69%. So essentially what we have here is a situation where the level of animosity towards the pipeline is certainly decreasing. Uh, now we have only 33% of BC residents who believe that we should do absolutely anything that is necessary to make sure that the project doesn't happen. Right. This is down from 41% in October. And even before this was approved by the federal government, uh, the numbers were significantly higher on this question. So the more time goes by, the more people seem to warm up to the idea that the pipeline is happening. So, Mario, let's talk about the reasons why people might be rethinking the matter. And I don't know how deeply you got into it with the specific questions asked in this poll. But, you know, geopolitics has certainly changed since you last surveyed these people in October. Might that have factored into some changing decisions? Well, there are a couple of things that are certainly in the back of the minds of residents, both in Alberta and in B.C. Obviously, the situation in Ukraine is changing minds. Uh, We also have a lower uh, level of support, if you will, for the notion uh, that this is going to be bad, that there will be an accident, that this is just something uh, that is going to go uh, not as well as many British Columbians would believe it would. Mm-hmm. But there's also a significantly higher level of people who believe that this is going to create jobs. 78% in Alberta, 71% in BC. This is up six points in BC. So the notion that the Trans Mountain Pipeline is going to create hundreds of jobs for residents is certainly one of the reasons for people to be uh, more likely to support it or to uh, side with the federal government on the decision that they made a few years ago. Interesting, because First Nations has support for the pipeline project has also been contingent upon the fact that there will be many jobs for many First Nations uh, uh, as the pipeline crosses their territories and beyond. And so are we seeing uh, improvements or changes in those numbers as well? We are. You know, one of the things that we definitely have to notice is the moment in which everything changed, and to me it was 2018, uh, when the government decided that they wanted to actually purchase this particular project, um, there was a sense from residents, and this is at the time when Justin Trudeau was very popular, this is three years into the majority mandate that he got in 2015, right. when 35% of voters in British Columbia supported the Liberal Party, the highest level that they had in this century. So a lot of people reacted very positively to the fact that Justin Trudeau said, well, I think this is in the best interest. We're going to continue doing things for the environment. 
but we believe that if we buy this pipeline, things will be a little bit easier. And British Columbians reacted very positively to that. The moment that the Kinder Morgan brand was taken out of this project and the federal government became involved, that's when everything changed. Ah, now I, I need to ask you about another pipeline that uh, has uh, disappeared, essentially, courtesy of the Trudeau government, and that was the Northern Gateway pipeline that would have seen uh, petroleum products from Alberta uh, piped across to Prince Rupert and exported to the world and beyond. What's, uh, what support, if any, exists for the Northern Gateway? Any changes there at all? Well, this was one of the biggest surprises of the survey. We asked this in October of 2021, and we had 41% of British Columbians who thought that it was a good time to reconsider the Northern Gateway. Uh, in late July of 2022, this number is up to 46%. So we're getting closer to that 50% mark as far as people wanting to do something about the Northern Gateway. Mm-hmm. When the government said that they weren't going to do this, it wasn't uh, a fait accompli. It was essentially, you know, we will be able to revise this if there's a way in which we can get First Nations involved, if we can change the way in which the engagement of this project was done, then it's something that we could consider. So to have it at 46% certainly bodes well for those who want to see this happening because we do see some momentum for this project, even if we go back to 2016, 2017, when most people were saying that they didn't want this in their neighborhood. Yeah, Mario, uh, only a minute left, and I want to talk LNG for a moment. Uh, Europe is going to be in serious difficulty come this winter, and they're going to need uh, vast quantities of LNG. Canada not in any kind of position to help out in the short term, but we certainly are long horizon. Any thoughts on, uh, did you deal with LNG, liquefied natural gas, in your poll at all? Not on this one, but we asked about LNG a couple of years ago, and one of the things that we noticed was uh, the fact that people continue to see LNG as a significantly cleaner fuel. Mm-hmm. And this certainly helps the level of support that we've seen, particularly here in BC, but also throughout Canada. The difficulty with LNG has been the start and stop, the start and stop. The fact that the Christie Clark government really wanted to do this, the John Horgan government sort of dealt with it sparingly. We haven't had the efforts that were required in order to have the capabilities of exporting LNG right now in 2022 that were promised back in 2016. Indeed. Mario, always a pleasure to have a moment of you uh, on a weekend, particularly taking the pulse of the province and uh, sharing the information and your findings with us. It's always been a pleasure. It's a pleasure for me, too. Thank you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.